Kendra Dachi, love of my life. Welcome back to the Long Distance Love Bumps podcast. Jeremy Goldberg, it has been a long time. It's been so long. It's been so long. Well, you took a hiatus. Yeah. And we haven't done this in like six months, a year? I think almost a year it's that wild. we've had a chat. We've done like a dozen though. We have done a dozen. But I feel like actually something that just came up for me is a really good sort of segue into something that's been coming up for us to speak about. But the hiatus you took from doing your podcast, Mm -hmm. I'm curious if that brought up anything for you and was that difficult to lean into? Um, Wow, that's a good that's a good start. I feel like I'm the guest. (laughs) This is good. And yeah, so basically I was feeling spread very thin and like Mm -hmm. kind of burnt out and i feel like i had a lot of sort of plates spinning you know that guy at the circus that has like a bunch of plates spinning and Mm -hmm. i remember talking to my coach and her saying something like you know you can just pause things as an experiment you don't have to quit them forever or do them forever you can just try and take a break and see how that feels And I remember putting my head in my hands and being like, wow, that's, I never considered that because the way I was looking at it was I'm doing this. I have a podcast. I do it every week, like the end. Mm -hmm. So that was a really helpful frame. And then I spoke on one of the last episodes, episodes to Demir Bentley. And he talked about when you say no to things, it should bring a tear to your eye. So like when you clear your plate, it's not just about not doing the stuff that you don't want to do, but rather saying no to some of the things that you really do want to do so that you can create space for replenishment, rest, recovery, and to just have energy to do the few things very well. So it was a nice experiment and I really enjoyed the break. I mean, I also was paying two people to help me with it. So I felt bad about that, like that I'm taking money out of their pockets. Interesting. And that they're going to be disappointed or upset at me. And then the listeners like, there's people that love the podcast and they're going to feel let down and they're not going to like me or they're going to go away forever. So lots of stories came up for sure. But I think that in... In sort of addressing all of those stories, I reclaimed my own sense of sovereignty from those stories. Like I I felt like I was a prisoner in some sense to those beliefs Mm -hmm. and that only by directly challenging them was I able to free myself and see things for how they really are. So that was cool. Yeah. I feel like that's... um... A couple things came up. There's a couple things. And just like where else, I mean, for the listener, where else does that show up in our life where we have, like you said, you know, we we don't follow through on the thing that's going to be the most honoring and nurturing for ourselves because we have these perceived stories that people will leave or will disappoint others. But really, we are the ones that are leaving ourselves and disappointing ourselves if we don't Mm -hmm. do that thing. Yeah, and just challenging the stories of... I can't take a break. I remember um, when I was doing the Camino. Oh, shit. I forgot to push that focus button. Um, When I was doing the Camino, I put up a story asking people why men didn't sign up 
And a lot of the responses that came back were, my wife will kill me. I can't go away from work for two weeks. Basically a series of false beliefs, in my opinion. Yeah. That, and we all have these things. So it's good to confront them. And I think like what you said, though, is like challenging it. And yeah. the best way to challenge them is to actually lean into. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I, remember... I didn't want to do it. I remember you had it on your mind for a long while Months. before you actually jumped and did it. Yeah. And I'm curious in those months leading up to how did it, how did your emotional and physical body feel? If you can recall. Like you, what's great about this conversation is that you genuinely don't know. Like we've never had this conversation. No, we haven't. And this is not. I have I have an, an understanding based an on idea. my observation. Sure. But we yeah we haven't had the actual conversation. We spent like five minutes planning out how this conversation was going to go, and mm -hmm. you're like, I think we should just record, and then mm -hmm. we did, and you're like, something's come up for me. I have a different way to take this, and I love that because this is interesting to me. So I remember feeling like the so the podcast is something that I love. Like I love doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. I love it. And it started to feel like a chore mm -hmm. or an item to cross off the to-do list. And, and, and I slowly started to have like this tiny kernel of resentment for it. When I would see on my schedule that I had uh, to record an episode with a guest, for example, I'd be like, ah, man, mm -hmm. rather than like, hell yeah, I'm excited. So it was a little bit of both, but that idea that a single drop of poison ruins the well mm -hmm. or whatever. So I didn't love that. And it didn't feel like, it didn't feel pure. It didn't feel like how I want my creative endeavors to be made or put out into the world. Mm -hmm. Like I want them to be like a fuck yes. Yeah. Like this conversation feels like like a hell yes. Mm -hmm. Like this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be cool. Mm -hmm. I get to hang out and talk to Kendra in my kitchen. That's dope. Our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, did that answer your question? Sort of. Well, uh, I'm curious if you recall, and it's okay if you don't. I'm just curious if you recall, like how that drop of poison maybe permeated how you up. physically felt and just the waking up and you sort of alluded to it how you would like see that you would have a podcast scheduled and you mm -hmm. would feel this like when I when you say that I can feel like a uh like it's like kind of a drop like almost like a like a tension in the body like a closing mm. just like I'm kind of closed I'm not really open or excited to like receive what could possibly go down from this conversation instead it's sort of like a we're gonna just do our yeah. best to go through the motions. The thing that I noticed that really started sort of flashing the warning signs or forced me to pay attention was that that energy that you described spread to other areas. Yeah. So I felt like my cup was pretty empty. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have the energy to like be a great partner to you or go do all the activities that I really do love. I just felt like I was in this uh, and it's such a weird thing to say because again like I love it and I'm blessed mm -hmm. and I'm so content with my life and it just felt like I was in this kind of a hole almost or like mm -hmm. a lull like I couldn't get back to 
10 out of 10 energy or yeah. I felt, I felt spread thin and gray. Yeah. And like, uh, just tired. Yeah. Tired and like irritable, more irritable than normal. And that slowly built through time, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you picked up on. I did. Because you're a heart antenna. Yeah. And actually I'll speak to that a little bit in my experience of observing you. I just recall there there being that sort of energy of um, not at fullness. It was like you were not at fullness, like the vibrant, excited, like playful Jeremy that is all is here, and I know and and I love um, wasn't as present. I didn't feel him as often, which is okay, but it's like that's when I don't know for me and knowing you. Um, I know something's like off, something's not fully aligned. And I think anybody that's listening, I we all can recall, I'm sure, our own experiences of when we're when something's off in life, like we're we're there, there there's like like you said, there's like this gray lullness. Um But I couldn't place it. Like if you would have yeah. asked me at that time what's going on, I'd be like, I don't know, it's just one of those days or one of those weeks or I have a lot going on. Yeah. It wasn't until I really sat down and faced some harsh truths yep. and made some changes that I realized only on the other side of that. It was like, yeah. oh, dang, I just needed a break from that. Yeah. I felt called to that thing, but I talked myself out of it so many times. Yeah, I think that's actually a really great invitation for people that are listening and something that we're going to be moving towards talking about is when like we're faced we're in a place where we don't know what the cause is and we don't always need to know but there's a place where it's like i don't know what's going on but there's just something that's not aligned not clicking but when we actually give ourselves the spaciousness and the time to really sit down and be honest with our relationship to whatever it is we're creating in the world our relationship to the our relationships and we actually feel into like, is this true right now? Is the way that I'm doing this true right now? Does this feel exciting? Does this feel opening? Like you, the awareness you had with the podcast of this isn't feeling like how it was. So yeah. I have a question. Yeah. How do you navigate that conversation between the thinking and the feeling or the fear and the intuition? Like when your clients would say to you, like, oh, I don't know what to do or I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. How do you approach that? I, I'm sure I've talked about this before on here. Um, and then, of course, anybody that's worked with me will may know what I'm about to say. But I always, it's not always accessible right away, but it's the practice of really allowing the spaciousness. So quite literally... Um, and if you're working with me, like we'll be on session. So you have this hour and a bit to really sit down and there's nothing else that you need to do or be distracted by. If you're not working with me, dedicate and commit to the space for yourself and you really feel in your body. And this is where it's like, it's not always going to be accessible. And why I say that is because the mind will totally come in and want to overthink every little piece but so you do the best that you can. And what I like to do when I lead with clients is we do what I call a drop in and we'll breathe into the body and we'll do various sort of practices to allow ourselves to be really present with like the trueness of our body experience right now, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And then we can bring in the inquiry. I'm like, is this true? 
Mm-hmm. Or like we can go through various ways, like what's alive in that spot? And once we can get to like what's alive in that spot, the thing that can show up may be something that the mind didn't know was there. And it could be like, fuck, I don't know about the podcast. When maybe the mind was like, I don't know, I'm tired. Maybe I need to have a better night's sleep. Maybe I need to sleep more. All this to say is to answer the question the best of my ability, because it really is a body patience practice, is creating the space to get down into the body and really you can access what it feels like. Like what's feeling like the thing? What's feeling like the thing? And sometimes there's not words to it, but once you touch it, once you feel it, like once you like felt like that awareness, like, ah, the podcast, like you could feel it. Like it might be hard to describe, but you could feel it. And you may not have words for it then, but it will start to like become more aware. It'll start to maybe days later, maybe a minute later, 10 minutes later, it'll start to become aware that, oh, I know what this is. Oh, I know what this is connected to. Oh, this is, it's actually so much more simple and like easily accessible once we get out of the way to let the body like kind of navigate and guide us. Don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, it it sounds like you, you are speaking more to the internal state of the, of the body rather yeah. than trying to have a conversation in your mind and you use the word inquiry which i really like so it seems like you create space drop in mm-hmm. do some breathing get in tune with the present moment mm-hmm. and then what does that inquiry into aliveness look like where you said is this alive like what's so when i use the word alive it's kind of just like what's true and like what's Like what's percolating? What's (laughs) the best word I can use is alive. Like what is present right now? That's like, like what's coming up, like what's coming up, what's revealing, like what's the, what's the thing. And the thing could be uh, this conversation I know I need to have with this person or just like the fact that I want to leave my job or this thing that I've been wanting to do, but I for maybe fricking years and it's still living inside me. For some of us, we have things that are living inside of us that we suppress. I won't go down that road right now. Um, but it sounds like you help people get out of their own way, so to speak. I don't want to use the word I help them. I okay. remind them of what that looks like for them because they do it themselves. But sometimes we do need that support to come yeah. back to that practice. But really for me, it's like maybe you can speak to this too, is when you're trying to think your way through like what's wrong here, we don't normally get it. When we can feel, like when you felt, when you got to the clarity of feeling, oh, this is how I feel around the podcast. This is how it's feeling in my body. It's like something clicks then. Does that make sense? Hmm? Like the body knows the sensation of this is open. This is exciting. Like when it when you first started and you're like, this is exciting. This is a fuck yes. Then to that moment where you were quite depleted physically, and not fully nurturing yourself and in that spot it can feel a lot more contracting like oh now here's more energy output that i don't necessarily have and the body is like yo can you not do that can you maybe take a break so that i can feel expansive again Hmm. the body will always know like you'll it'll come with like the pit in the stomach it'll come with like sometimes i'll feel like nauseous and i'm like fuck no sometimes i just feel like there's like a 
big constriction. And if it's like something exciting, it's like I literally want to like put my arms wide and I feel tingles down my arms. I'm like, yes, there's such a difference. And I know anybody that's listening, for some of you, this might not be landing. That's okay. For some of you, you can just recall any moment where it was like an absolute no in your life. What did that feel like versus like something that was really exciting and it was a yes? Yeah, I picture the difference between like when a runner crosses the finish line of a marathon and their arms are up in the air and their chest is out Mm -hmm. and there's like a bigness or an expressive, Mm -hmm. expansive, smiley vibe versus arms across your chest, shoulders hunched, Mm -hmm. feeling a little bit like trying to hide Mm. from the situation or from yourself or from your truth or from your life mm. this little like want want energy mm-hmm. and trying to navigate or differentiate between those two states but also what's causing those two states if that makes sense it makes sense and i think it's important to also bring in and uh, not to confuse because the mind might get confused here but sometimes we can have, just as you said, the stories and beliefs that this, that people will leave, I'll disappoint people, mm. that those can get so loud that that can create like the fear of, um, of choosing the thing that's true. And that they're so loud, but also so abundant. Like there's so many of them sometimes. Mm. I've, I find that I get lost in my head and it's like a chorus or a choir mm-hmm. of just stories. And then because of all of that noise, I forget yeah. that thoughts are not truth. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm, my body kind of will remind me of that. Yeah. In odd or serendipitous or disastrous ways. Yeah. It's like, bro, that's not true. What are you talking about? Or... And that's like the practice. And that's why you have teachers and mentors and yeah. I have teachers and mentors because sure. we, it happens. Get off track. <laughs> it happens. And um, yeah, for me, like while I'm human and this definitely happens, it is part of my pretty near daily practice to consistently be with well, what's true here. And sometimes full honesty and this is also having full approval for as we navigate these moments in our life is we we choose the fear and we we choose the narratives Mm -hmm. but the more that we really allow ourselves to feel like what's that expansive open yes like having a pause from the podcast so like when you first had that like thought or that idea in your system like what did that feel like yeah, it felt like, whoa. I think I remember even saying, uh, like, whoa, to my coach when she presented that idea. Like the immediate body. Like, you just, like, stopped. I was like, whoa. Hang yeah. on. Yeah. It felt like, yeah, arms out. Felt like uh, like crawling into a hammock. Mm-hmm. Just like, ooh, that's cozy. I like that idea. Yeah. It feels comfortable. Something I really quickly want to say to that, too, is, so that was the true thing for you to do yeah. at the time. And also really uncomfortable and confronting. Mm. And so something that one of my teachers speaks to and that I've really come to know to be true is that the true thing isn't always going to feel happy, joyous, exciting. It's going to be confronting and like, I don't want to do that. 
mm-hmm. because then again those beliefs are going to come up and like but they'll leave me and this is what i do like this is this is what i do i do the podcast this is what i do and it yeah it's often really a perfect. contradiction yeah at once or a paradox whereby i know this is what i'm meant to do mm-hmm. i know this is good for me i know this is the next step i know this is going to make me bigger better braver mm-hmm. more expansive and at that exact same time i'm scared i don't want to do it mm-hmm. i'll put it off for a day it feels uncomfortable yeah. it feels overwhelming it feels scary and for people listening and for in general how many days does that can that become like i'll put it off for a day i'll put it off for another week i'll put it off for another month i'll put it off for another year and they don't fully go in but it's there in the background yeah picture it just like a little thing on the shoulder that periodically will tap me on the neck or whisper in the ear it's like i call it heart whispers yeah just like hey you should uh leave your husband or yeah hey you should go to that place or whatever yeah it's so annoying they yeah. just don't go away these these calls for our true most adventurous life and the more we don't listen to them or avoid them and like totally suppress them mm. the louder it gets in the body the more disconnected we can feel in a lot of areas and like you said i noticed i started to feel this way in other areas of my life mm. now imagine living that way for years well, yeah, I mean, I've done and it. And you've done it. And so have I. <laughs> and I've had I think that's why depression and all, this, all of the things. Yeah. So. I, I think now I'm particularly sensitive to those things. Yeah. Because of like, we talked the other night, like we haven't drank in a while, mm-hmm. alcohol. And the idea of having a sip of alcohol I think would really mess us up. Remember we were joking mm-hmm. about this. Like we'd be hung over off a sip of alcohol and we would be able to taste it. I'd lose my shirt. hundred yards away. Yeah, you're like, where'd my shirt go? How did I get on this pool table? <laughs> Why is everybody staring at me? Where's my pants? Where's my pants? Uh, but because of the, the vast experience in certain areas, there's a sensitivity that develops. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. And oh gosh, there's so many places we could go and I want to be conscious of our time. But that too is like, there's kind of a knowing that if we honor the true thing, um, then there's a knowing that our past choices just aren't going to come with us like they used to. I think to sum it it up, it's like things are going to change. Things are going to change. That's the deeper truth to me. It's like, if I go this path, if I answer that call... If I leave my partner, if I start the biz, whatever, if I do this thing, then things are going to be different. Yeah. And that fear of the uncertainty is debilitating in our minds and our bodies. Like it feels scary. Yeah. It feels like resistance and discomfort. And what's required then, and like I totally agree, like Mm. things absolutely change. Relationships change. Like Mm. I, my whole life looks incredibly different than what it was and um what's required in that is in full honesty is choosing to lean into it and seeing that you're safe and you're totally supported regardless like how when you leaned in to not do the podcast and take a little break none of the fears were true there but things did change in a way that 
potentially, and you can speak to this, the relationship to how you were with the podcast and with your like nurturing of self, you maybe learned a thing or two of how to support yourself when you gave yourself the space. Yeah, one thing I noticed was only after the fact, mm -hmm. I noticed that I was hiding in the busyness. Aha. Uh -huh. So like, oh, I'm so busy. I have so much to do. There's no time and energy to write my book. Yeah. Which is the thing that deep down. That's the deeper truth. That's the deep. Yeah. Like, like to those listening, like I'm speaking this entire podcast directly to myself. I'm like, <laughs> I'm avoiding, distracting, scared, all of that. Like, that's the deeper truth. Mm -hmm. And so to let go of the podcast meant, oh, now I have less excuses to avoid the thing that I know I really need to be doing to stay on that next invisible step forward. Yeah. And that was really confronting. Yeah. And so I've, of course, found other ways to avoid that. <laughs> but like you're honest with it. And so yeah. I, I love that we're like coming to the end of this and like the actual truth thing showed up. Yeah. Of just like it wasn't even about the podcast. Mm -hmm. It was about like what was the thing so much deeper inside. And like what does that feel like in your body to like terror give it give it the airtime to give it the spaciousness to give it the possibility if you turn toward it yeah uh, like a new york times bestseller oh my gosh <laughs> so anybody that's listening i guess the invitation here as well is like if this resonated at all just taking a look or feeling into the places that feel like no i can't you have x y and z you know, story around, no, I couldn't do that because this, 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 like the, the dudes that didn't sign up for your Camino. Yeah. Like, and if you're listening to this, like, yeah, we're talking to you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, Sorry, but like anywhere where you're like, okay, wait a minute, maybe there's a little place where you can turn toward it and you can see like, is that true? Like, are these stories true? And but it's so hard to do alone because we have blind spots. Like I didn't absolutely. realize that until my coach mentioned it. And it was like, me too. I see the light. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% me too. And so that's why um, we are doing our coaching, our group coaching yeah. thing again. It's not, a called, it's not called the group coaching thing anymore. We're actually renamed it to Lean In because that's really a huge energy of it. And we only do it once a year. But what we've come to really learn from our experience of running this six times now is that this is like the energy of what really ends up happening is people really get to see and reveal the places where they haven't been fully honest of what they want to either stop, either begin, jump to do. And even deeper under that, like what's been revealed for you, Jeremy, is well, what has this been actually avoiding altogether? What's the actual true thing that I've been really wanting to do? I need to be a participant rather than a facilitator. Of this. Well, we learn as we go and you move through it too, which has been my experience. I think one of the more powerful parts of it is the length of time. So three months, that is a good amount of time to change things significantly and to meet every week and mm -hmm. to have chats and to have support for three months is significant. And to have like the access to us and yeah, um, I'll just speak for if you've never worked with me before, um, and I know for Jeremy as well, but I'll let you speak for yourself, is um, I do, I'm friendly. 
I'm friendly and I it's and funny. I like Big red flag. <laughs> I don't bite. I don't I bite. don't bite. I'm friendly. And there is something about allowing yourself to be in a relationship where you're okay with being called forward. You're a, a fierce truth teller. With a lot of love. Yeah. And heart emojis. For but sure. yes, like you're that's like the bicep emoji with the heart emoji next to it. Thanks, Jeremy. But that's like I feel like that's the kind of energy that we all need. Need. And I don't bring it because of that. It's it's honestly at this point I can't not. Like it just would be such a disservice to not speak to the thing that I'm seeing and feeling so clearly that mm-hmm. again would be a blind spot to the person. And that's why that's why they show up. They show up to to kind of have that reflection. I know. I've jokingly referred that part of you like i've referred to that part of you as like the best as as my most favorite and least favorite part of you like as your partner it's Mm. like it's so amazing she like always calls me forward and wants the best for me and sees the best in me and knows my potential and pushes me forward and it's like oh it's so annoying she just is always pushing me forward and not settling for my bullshit and And not tolerating what's funny is that you do that for me too I know. And you do that for your clients too. Oh yeah. So, but it, yeah. it like, I guess the point is like, it's simultaneously annoying yeah. and incredibly rewarding. It's confronting. Nonstop. Yeah. It's confronting. It's confronting. And so that's why this, this space, um, which we're opening in September, probably going to be later September because we won't get into it, but I'll just briefly say Jeremy's leaning into a hard thing right now. Not really scary. Annoying. Maybe we'll do another podcast on we it. We should actually. <laughs> Maybe before and after. Speaking of, yeah. Before and after. And so it'll be later in September because Jeremy's going to be doing a hard thing. Um, but so this is for the folks. We have a few, a couple of participants already signed up. Mm-hmm. And we have, I think, 10 spots available still at the time of this coming out. This might change. We're like total, right? Don't we want maximum 10? That was 12. Okay, well, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Um, what feels true, but so this is for the people that are that feel the call to like lean in and say, yeah, like let's, let's call go. me forward. Like I'm like we're gonna be confronted and we agree and but held, but incredibly held. So we still, I still, like again, I won't speak for you, but I know that you do hold the past containers of those that are still you know, in communication through our group, through our group chat and the updates that we have and everything that's in there and a reunion call that's going to be happening. And so like the stuff, it's three months, which I would actually disagree. I don't feel like it's a very long time, but a lot can happen in three months. But the lasting choices are carried through like still, like it's been a year and we are still receiving pretty freaking phenomenal updates of, of people. And that's kind of the magic of when we choose to really lean in. It's kind of becomes a life practice. So yeah. join us. Daily devotion. Yeah. Join us. So I'll put a link in the show notes. If you have any questions, message me or Kendra on Instagram and we'll get back to you. Yeah. But yeah, come play with us for three months. It's a it's a lot of fun too. It's so much fun. We always end up having You're so sad at the time. end. Every the last call always like makes me feel tears in my eyes it's, it, it is strange it is it's always a like strange a family unit that forms but it's also really really beautiful so yeah thanks jeremy for sharing your 
bit of your process with us. <laughs> Thanks for hosting the podcast, Kendra. You're welcome. Anytime. Is that it? We nailed it? I think so.